When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi guys, welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. Today I have a very special guest, as seen on CNN, the Today's Show, Dr. Oz, Doctors, Good Morning America, and who is best-selling author of Super Women Rx, What Doctors Eat, The 21-Day Belly Fix, Board Certified in Integrative Medicine Pediatrics, Dr. Taz. So in this episode, we'll be discussing what Dr. Taz does differently in her holistic approach. We'll be discussing her book, Super Women Rx, five power types, what should we eat based on our personality types, what foods reduce inflammation, how to discover your weight loss type, top five immune support hacks, the best tips on unplugging, and so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts, and show some extra love, tag NBB podcast on your Instagram stories. Hi, Dr. Toss. So glad to have you on my podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being my guest. Would you please tell us more about yourself? Oh my goodness. <laughs> what, what exactly would you like to know? So I can give you a little blurb on my journey and who I am. So I'm an integrative and holistic physician and I've been in the field for uh, almost 12 years. I was actually counting uh, for something earlier and I can't believe it's been that long. But prior to that, I did almost the exact same amount of time of work in the emergency room. So I've had kind of a, a decent amount of experience in medicine but you know, I got into the field of holistic and integrative medicine really because of my own issues and my own illnesses that I was having, just being stressed and just trying to put juggle too many things and all of that other good stuff. And it's been a pure, pure joy, quite honestly, to be able to build a practice, scale it up to multiple locations, have all these different physicians and providers wanting to do this type of medicine. And then most importantly, being able to help people because we've, we've really been able to give people answers when they haven't been able to get answers. And we do it all using, you know, a combination of conventional Western medicine, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, nutrition, thinking about food as medicine, the gut, all that other stuff. And over the years of doing that, what happened was I realized this really brings people into their power. It really helps them you know, redirect their lives, refocus their lives. They, when they feel good, 
they do good and they find their motivations and goals and passions and relationships and all the stuff that needs to fall into the place into place at the right moments versus when they feel poorly you know we make poor decisions so it's now been kind of my mission to really help bring people into their power to help them to understand how to put the pieces of who they are together and it extend it started with really being super passionate about women because i felt like women directed families and directed communities but now it's men because i feel they have a story and even children and helping them all understand you know how how they can be the best version of themselves it's fascinating what you do your background it just amazes me so much but how did you decide to become a doctor well um you know that was a more deliberate decision i would say going into holistic and integrated medicine was an accident uh, becoming a doctor was very deliberate my mom i'm of indian descent my mom took me uh and my sister to a trip uh on a trip to india when i was about 10 or 11 years old and i had never been out of the country up until that point and i remember there from uh calcutta my mom is from calcutta which is this busy bustling city a lot of poverty a lot of really smart people but a lot of like you know uh you see you see the depths of of indian poverty there and i remember being horrified like we'd walk down the street and you'd literally step over somebody with a broken you know leg or or you turn the corner and like someone was bleeding on the street and you know and it just it, i don't know it just really bothered me it horrified me and i think that little girl was just like i want to do something about this i want to come back and help these people and so i think that was the first spark and then as time went on it was like you know you're such a good student you're good at science you're good at this you're good at math you know you should do x y and z and by the time i got to college you know it was sort of a choice i loved I loved medicine, but I didn't necessarily love organic chemistry. And I loved helping people, but I also loved writing. I have this whole side of me that was that continues to be a writer and a a little bit of a journalist. And so I really almost uh, switched gears and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to go to journalism school." And I think it was a last minute decision. I was like, "No, journalism is so unpredictable. I don't know where I'm going to land." And you know, I come from a little bit of a chaotic family, so I really wanted stability. And I was like, "No, I'm just going to I'm going to do medicine. I'll go that route." And so it's it's kind of fun now where my life has landed me where I kind of do a little bit of everything and I couldn't be happier. Well, that's such an amazing story, but you know, I've shared that before, but I dream about being a doctor. It was like my childhood dream. But I just didn't pursue it because I knew I had to study so many years and mm -hmm. I had to put myself through school. So I was like, okay, I need to finish something quick and start working so I can actually make some income and be comfortable. So I just decided to pursue IT project management career before I started, of course, modeling and blogging full time. But being a doctor was like my huge childhood dream. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, I hear that from so many people, you know, where becoming a doctor is there's such a hurdle when it comes to time and I think it stifles a lot of people who really want to do that. My own daughter was saying that the other day cuz she was so cute. She's like, "Mom, I got to wear a lab I got to wear a lab coat and glasses and I got to do this dissection." And the way she was just she had me cracking up. She's hilarious anyway. ways but she had me cracking up she was just like i felt so powerful in that lab coat you know but she's like ah oh, the years how do we get through all those years and i tried to explain to her like the years go by and you actually do make incredible friends along the journey but if you're in finance financially the road of medicine can be tough because if you're trying to support your 
yourself is actually my husband's reason for going through dentistry rather than through medicine because the years were so long and he's like I'm under pressure you know to earn money and it just takes such a long time to get there so that can be a definite deterrent for so many people yeah that's so true but I had it to the point where I had my room and it was all laid out like I had a white coat because my grandma worked at the hospital like for 20 years and I had white coat I had all the tools and everything I had even sign on the door, hours of operation. <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. Oh, so it's never too late. So anyhow. No, I know, probably not now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what have led you to health and wellness path? You know, I got sick. So I, um, you know, through med school, you know, the, again, the years, right, of college and med school residency, then I started doing emergency medicine work. Um, I just didn't know how to take care of myself. And that's something I still see in so many people today. I didn't know how to eat for the stress levels that I was kind of running at. And I didn't know, really didn't know myself is probably the best way to say it. And so, you know, finally in my late twenties, like everything really started to come to a head and I started to lose hair. I started getting a lot of acne or I'd had acne the whole way through, but everything just sort of escalated and then started having more joint pain, gaining weight, just didn't feel good, you know, and didn't look, you know, didn't look good either. And like, that's so tied to how we feel about ourselves. And so I just got sicker and felt worse and, you know, started to get more isolated and hide out more. And finally, through some miracle, it was like my mom and then I met, you know, uh, my husband and at that time he was just like well i don't care what's going you know how you look but like something's wrong let's go figure out what's wrong you know and so that led me on the journey to seeing all kinds of doctors over time and not really getting answers until i put my head down and i was like okay i've got to figure this out on my own no one's going to come like save me from this and so that's where the whole world of holistic medicine chinese medicine you know um you know the role of, of food as medicine, the gut, all these concepts I started to understand, none of which I'd been trained on in medical school. And how do you answer people when they ask you to explain what do you do differently as far as your holistic approach? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. I mean, I, I think I essentially say I'm expanding your options. I am bringing in perspectives from multiple different systems of medicine, from Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine, homeopathy, nutrition, uh, functional medicine, integrative medicine, I am bringing all of those in to expand your definition of what you can and cannot do for your health. So it's not just looking at it, my, you know, a lot of people do a lot of the mind-body work, which I think is so important, but it's also important to be able to connect the mind-body to the physical. And that's what Eastern systems of medicine do in a very, almost like in a data-driven methodical way, not just that we feel this way or we think this way, but look, this is what your tongue tells us. This is what your face tells us. This is, this is what your numbers tell us. And to be able to take their diagnostic techniques and merge it with what we already have in conventional medicine has been truly a gift and been able, you know, to really help us understand our patients better and help them find solutions. Wow. That's very interesting. And what is one tip every woman should know? Every woman should know, goodness. Um, I would say track your hormones, like understand what's happening with your hormones. I think so many women just, you know, take their periods for granted, take fertility for granted, take, you know, take the fact that their periods go away for granted as if it's just something that randomly happens. None of it is random. All of it is a reflection of your nutritional chemistry, your mental state, 
your gut, you know, your genetics and so much more. I think all women should track their hormones from the time of 13 or 14 on. They should understand where they are at least once a year. And then as they're getting into those critical periods where they're trying to get pregnant or they're coming out of a pregnancy or they're going into their 40s, those should be tracked at least twice a year. And I think there's no way we're such hormonal creatures that there's no way to understand you know, a lot about us until we understand what's going on with our hormones. Like we may not be crabby and irritable. We may just have a hormone issue. We may not be low energy, but our thyroid is off constantly, you know? And so all of these things that happen within our chemistry impact our ability to make choices for our life. If you feel low energy, you're not going to take a risk and start a new business or begin a new project or have another child. If you feel great and on top of the world, you may do those things. So I think it's so important for everyone to check their hormones, understand where they are and, and really almost keep like a diary or log of them because then you'll also know what's good for you and when you're getting in trouble too. I think so too. I didn't really feel any hormone issues or any hormonal changes to like I got close to probably 30 then I started feeling some changes and I just didn't like it I knew like there is something off and it's like now everyone talks a lot about hormones and I'm glad it's, it's just starting becoming more popular and women becoming more aware of it because before no one really had explanation to it yeah I think I mean again we're coming from a patriarchal system of medicine where no one you know it's like well something's bothering you you take it out, take it out, take this out, take that out. But, um, but again, I think that to really understand women and women's health, the hormones are an incredibly important part of that and change everything from how we feel to how we think to how we look and who we are. So to me, I guess that would be my one thing. Yeah, that's the most important. I think so too. Would you please tell us more about your book, Superwoman Rx? Yeah, I think it's my favorite and I haven't been able to write a book since because it took so much out of me, but I'm sure there'll be other books in the future. But, you know, it is sort of the culmination of everything we've just talked about. So what was happening in practice is I was meeting all these different women over, you know, 10,000 women at that point in the practice and listening to their stories, sitting with them, going through this diagnostic process of what they look like from a Chinese medicine standpoint, from an Ayurvedic standpoint, from a conventional standpoint, where their hormones are. And if you do the same thing over and over again, 10 years, 10,000 patients, you start to see patterns. And I could start to see them in my mind where I'm like, oh my gosh, if you're this in Ayurvedic medicine, you're this in Chinese medicine, this is the hormone pattern you have. These are the personality traits that typically lead to all this stuff. What if women had this information in their hands and then they would understand who they are and they didn't have to keep flailing around trying to figure out like, you know, what was wrong with them or what they need to do. And so um, once we put it all out and put it all on spreadsheets and I started to track it, I realized I did really have five different types of women. And these five women, you know, all could kind of be lumped, you know, and again, we're all individuals, but roughly we had five categories of women that fit distinct Ayurvedic, Chinese medicine, nutritional, conventional medicine types. And it, would, it was just such an education on like the best diet for them, the best supplements for them, the best exercise routine for them, all of that good stuff. And so, you know, we put all the information together. I gave, started to give them fun names and then I didn't really know what to call it. And my sweet daughter, who was, I think she was maybe seven or eight yeah, it was about three years ago. So she would have been maybe nine at the time. She's like, mom, I think you need to write a book 
call about superwomen because every time we go anywhere, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you must be some kind of superwoman. And I'm so tired of them saying that. So you need to help the rest of them become that. And I'm like, that's such a great idea. And so, so she kind of, she kind of gave, uh, gave us the title, which was the Superwoman RX, where it really is about women and it's how we can do anything now we anything we want and anything we put our head to but because of that we are also incredibly stressed because the expectations haven't changed we still have to have a beautiful home look you know we want to look great and we're judged on how we look we want to have healthy children and healthy families and that juggling while we also want to have killer careers uh, can take a woman down because it's just too much all the time and so you know, my whole thought was, what if I helped women understand how to find their superpowers through food, through the right mind-body routine, through how to care for themselves, but also warn them of what their traps are. So for example, the boss lady, which was the dominant type, was that go-getter, I'm going to get a million things done, I can lead a team, you know, boom, 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 and they're leaving their homes that way, but they hold all that stress within their gut. So typically, the gut was the first thing to go. So a lot of the boss ladies are Pitta in Ayurvedic medicine. They have liver meridian deficiency in Chinese medicine. And then they also have a lot of gut type symptoms, reflux, IBS, diarrhea, constipation, all that stuff in conventional medicine. So the right diet for them was going, uh, they needed to be dairy free. And then they had specific supplements that they needed to take as well. So following through on the plan made them feel better, made them understand themselves. And it kind of became a little bit of a fun thing for women to do when they were together like you know well, what type are you and you know how many boss ladies do you pair with the nightingale and you know all these different names that we had for it so it was it was a lot of fun and i'm really proud of that book still to this day and you know it's it's i'll see what my next big idea is but um but that is is one of my favorites wow that's very interesting your daughter is so cute <laughs> gives us a great <laughs> i know she's she's awesome yeah. What should we eat based on our personality type? So it's not so much uh, just personality type. It's also power types. And I think um, the key is understanding, again, who you are. And it depends. So if you're a boss lady, for example, like we just talked about, we wanted you dairy-free. If you're more of the gypsy who's more creative, then being gluten-free was really important. If you're a combo, which is me, then it was important to be both gluten-free and dairy-free. So it's again, you know, taking the test and the test is on our website. It's on drtaz.com, taking that test, uh, finding your power type, and then it helps you with the right diet for you. And again, all of that's not just from your personality. It's also from how Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine are so predictive uh, this pattern in your energy or your system is going to lead to these different personality traits. How do you discover your weight loss type? So I actually have a quiz on my website. So I did the same thing, but this time this was, this came, actually that might be the next book now that you say it, but this came out of the quarantine where almost every single patient was complaining about weight and everyone had been home more, locked down, not going to their classic, you know, classes and all that other good stuff. So everybody was complaining about gaining weight. And so, you know, I, as I was scratching my head, trying to figure out how to help people lose weight, I'm like, well, what if we came up with weight loss types so they could understand where to start? So those weight loss types, there's a quiz on my website, drtas.com, that it does get into, you know, the newer concepts like intermittent fasting and paleo and some of these ideas 
uh, keto, when to use them, how to use them, you know, where it may be the most appropriate and um, kind of trying to help people understand that. So you can take the quiz and then there is a weight loss guide that goes with it to give you more information. And we're working on a course to match that. And maybe there's a book there too. We'll see. That sounds exciting. You should do another book too. <laughs> yes. What are your top five immune support hacks? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's such a time. And I was just looking at headlines this morning where, again, they're talking about like cases surging and all that other stuff. But, um, you know, again, our immune system is something we can take care of. I am calling it our sixth vital sign. I do think it's important, you know, to be aware of. So some of the hacks are, are very simple. Eliminate sugar from your diet. You know, sugar depletes the body of immune function. Sleep consistently. Try to get at least six to eight hours of sleep because without consistent sleep, we know that that affects the immune system as well. Um, I think after sleep and sugar, I think really upping uh, the gut health component, adding probiotics in to support digestive health, making sure you're going to the bathroom consistently. Almost 75 to 80% of your immune system is in the gut. And in addition, optimizing some of the key nutrients for immunity, which are vitamin D, vitamin C, and your B vitamins. And lastly, taking at least one immune boosting herb. And I love astragalus. That happens to be my favorite. But, um, but adding that into your regimen as well. Oh, great. These are amazing. What are your best tips on um, unplugging? I think uh, the best tip on unplugging is to, uh, to put the, that time in your calendar, like not let it get interrupted. Like you need, you know, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night. You need two hours to yourself once a week. Just, just kind of marking that off in the calendar and it's non-negotiable. I think as women, we are trying to please a lot of the time. So what we try to do is, um, you know, try to make, make people happy and take that time away. But ultimately, we get more unhappy. Yeah, I agree with you. What is your personal mantra? Personal mantra is to just is to stay super powered. I keep saying that over and over again, like really to fuel and all aspects of my being, whether that's spiritual, whether that's mental, whether that's physical emotional is to stay super powered because I know from that central place of feeling good and feeling empowered, that is, that is where my creativity comes from. That's where my energy comes from. That's where my ability to be a good wife or mom or daughter or friend or sister or all these other things come from. But when I'm not in that place, then I don't do a good job at all the other things that make life happy and fulfilling and interesting. Yeah, I think it comes up to self-care and have time to yourself because it's important we can give to others more when we are actually, when we feel to our fullest potential. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And where can our listeners find you? Your social handles, all your information? Yeah. So I've got lots of resources on my website, which is drtaz.com. The guides, the quizzes, everything is there. Uh, I'm on Instagram a lot and there's a lot of fun stuff always going on in instagram so that's dr taz md that's d-r-t-a-z-m-d and i'm on facebook and youtube we're trying we have a uh, new youtube videos weekly so check those out as well and yeah you can you can find me it's not hard to find me thank you so much dr taz it was my pleasure thank you for being my guest
You are welcome. Take care. That was all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening Not Basic Blonde podcast. Just to remind you, Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms. And don't hesitate to hit me up on Instagram. It's notbasicblonde underscore or NBB podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy your day. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.